This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 72. In today's episode, I am going to talk to you about something that may be a little foreign to many of my ladies, and that is putting yourself first. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. While you know me as a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world, I am also a health educator. I've been a health educator for over 22 years, and it truly is my passion to help people to live their very best life and making sure that the quality, their quality of life is one that God intends. And so today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about putting yourself first It's really innate for us as women to serve, to give, to sacrifice, because that's the way God designed it. He told Adam that I will make a helper suitable for you. So what is a helper? What do helpers do? They give, they serve, they support, and they sacrifice among many other things. So it's part of our DNA. It's part of our purpose. But today, ladies, I am going to give you permission to take care of you first, to put yourself first. Some of you may not even know what that looks like or what that feels like because you are so used to putting yourself last and putting everyone else first. This is something, this is an issue that we as women deal with for decades, for generations, where we are wanting to help, we're wanting to serve, we're wanting to support, we're wanting to take care of and nurture. And oftentimes we forget about the importance of making sure that we take care of ourselves in the process. And so I want to give you permission today to take care of yourself first. This does not mean to neglect your responsibilities. This does not mean that you can't take care of the other things that are important to you and that are a priority to you. What it means is that now I want you to be intentional in taking the time that you need and deserve to make yourself whole, to make yourself the best version of yourself, to make yourself thrive, to make yourself healthy. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So if you 
have never, I wish I could see you guys. I wish this was live because I would say, I want you to raise your hand if you don't put yourself first. If you put other people in front of you and you take the last, you sacrifice sleep, you sacrifice um, your exercise, you sacrifice healthy eating for everyone else, I'm sure that all of you would raise your hand at one point or time in your life. It may not be right now, but I'm sure you've sacrificed those things in the past. And so I want to talk about a couple of things because uh, as a health educator, it is, I'm really passionate about teaching and educating and equipping people with the tools, the knowledge, the information, the, the support and, and even encouragement and celebration of celebrating yourself. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. A lot of people are very uncomfortable doing that. But a part of celebrating yourself is taking care of yourself and making sure that you're healthy and whole. And so the very first thing on the list for many of my ladies is rest. R-E-S-T. I am totally guilty of this. Many of my (laughs) fellow females are guilty of this, where we just don't rest. We don't know how to rest. We don't know how to sit sit our behinds down and put our feet up and do nothing. Can I get an amen? I know I'm guilty of that as well. So rest is number one. So I want to encourage you to put your feet up. Schedule in me time into your daily routine daily, not weekly, not monthly, not bi-weekly, not bi-monthly, daily schedule in me time where you are not accessible. Close your door, turn off your phone, do not be accessible. I had three babies in three years. I had to hide in the bathroom if I wanted some time to myself and I would have fingers under the door. They'd be knocking on the door and I had to come up with something that let my babies know that this is mommy's me time. I had a bandana on the door and so they knew not to knock on the door when the bandana was on the door and it took a while. It took some encouragement, it took some repetition, but they finally got it. And then there were times when they're like, mom, the bandana has been on too long, right? But we got there and now they're eighth, ninth and 10th grade, almost 14, 15, 16 years old. And, um, you know, they really do honor and respect my me time. So you've gonna, you're gonna have to teach your family if you have husband and kids and you're gonna have to teach them, especially if you've never had me time, you're gonna have to teach them what that looks like and how to honor and respect it. And I'm sure they will fall in line, just be consistent. So number one, you deserve rest. You need rest because what happens if you go down? the whole family suffers, right? And when I say go down, your health is suffering, you're not able to function at your normal normal capacity, everything and everyone is, is affected. So rest is just having your time to just sit down and breathe, take a deep breath, read a magazine, just close your eyes and put your feet up. I remember the first time I did that and it was like five or 10 minutes and it felt like, oh, it was, it rejuvenated me so much just because I sat down, put my feet up for five or 10 minutes on my bed. And I was like, 
it refreshed me enough to get through the rest of the day. So rest is really important, intentional rest. Now rest is different than sleep. So number two is sleep. Get your sleep. Sleep needs to become a priority. Evidence shows that as adults, we need six to seven hours of sleep. Anything less than six hours of sleep is associated with increased risk of high blood pressure, hypertension, obesity, diabetes, and cancer. So sleep is critical. You've got to schedule that time in as well, especially if you're not, you know, if you're not good at having a routine and going to sleep, you're getting four or five hours of sleep, you cannot function like that. Especially when you after you hit 40. If you are 20, 30, maybe it's not going to affect you as much. But once you hit 40, oh, no, it is very different. And then um, when I remember when I was in college and graduate school and I could stay up 24 hours and, you know, get a couple hours sleep here and there and function well, OMG. Now when I have very little sleep and it's like a string of days with very little sleep, I literally start <laughs> stumbling and my eyes are crossing, head is pounding, it is a terrible experience. So um, don't sacrifice sleep. The one thing, if I can encourage you, your rest and sleep are paramount in making sure that you maintain your health. Number three, get moving. Now these I'm sure you've heard before, but I'm just here to remind you of the importance of putting yourself first. And these things are part of putting yourself first. Get moving, exercise and activity. It gives you energy. It strengthens your heart and your muscles. It increases stamina. It helps it really, it's a, it's an amazing, especially when you get to those endorphins and you're exercising and you've got this natural happy drug of, of be, feeling these endorphins that are rushing through your body. You feel amazing and you don't want them to go away. Well, guess what? It comes through exercise and exercise is free. You can just walk around the block or around your neighborhood or your, wherever it is that you live. This is something that you can do. Get moving. Think wear a um, a Fitbit or on your wrist, something that tracks your steps. The goal is to get 10,000 steps a day. That's about five miles of walking. If you can get 10,000 steps a day into your daily routine, one, it's a great accountability because you've got a Fitbit that connects with your smartphone and it'll tell you how many steps that you get through the day, get throughout the day, or if you have an iWatch, they have a ton of a, a pedometer that you can wear on your on your hip or on your clothes. This they have a ton of different, different, I guess, um, devices that can track your steps, even on your on your smartphone. They have apps that if you carry your phone with you everywhere you go, or if you like clip it on your hip or it's in your purse or whatever, and you know you carry it wherever you go, it will calculate your steps for you. This is a great way to hold yourself accountable to get getting some exercise or movement in. Now, they want you to get about 30 minutes of exercise daily, five days a week minimum, but in even if it's 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, but get it in. That is important. Number four is make healthier food choices. This 
takes some time, it takes some preparation, it takes some intention and being very deliberate, especially if you have a very busy lifestyle and you're eating out a lot or you're not fixing your foods. If you can get to a point where you can make this a priority, where you are scheduling your meals, you're able to uh, keep healthy snacks with you. I'm always, I always have healthy snacks with me. My parents used to tease me because they said, if we end up stuck in an elevator or stranded on the side of the road, we know Christy will have some healthy snacks in her bag. They said I was like this when, since I was like a young teenager, I'd always have something to, <laughs> whether it was crack Ritz crackers or salting crackers or Bar, granola bar, something. I always had something. And they teased me about that to this day. So make healthier food choices. Um, you know, put some, some, have a snack bag in your car so that you, when you, if you haven't been able to eat, you're not grabbing the most unhealthy thing, chips and a soda, but you have something in your bag that you can reach in that, you know, is going to sustain you until you get someplace where you can have a healthier meal. Also making sure that you drink water. This is critical. A lot of people don't like water and they try to, you know, put drops in it and have sparkling water, whatever it takes, right? But water, 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 not to be substituted by soda or tea or lemonade or, you know, like the high calorie soft drinks that, you know, fruit punch, that kind of thing. No, there's nothing better than water for your body. Your body is made up of so much water that you need to replenish it because dehydration is going to cause you to be dreary and not have a whole bunch of energy. You already know if you're not drinking enough water. So one of the things that is a really great way to um, help you to drink more water is especially for women, we love pretty things usually. So get a pretty water bottle or a pretty glass that you have at your desk that reminds you to drink water. Or if you have a water bottle, one of the things that I um, teach my my students and when I teach um, health education classes is to put rubber bands on your your water bottle. So if you put eight rubber bands on your water bottle and if, after you drink the water, you know, whatever, however many, if it's only one cup, if it's two cups, then you can put like four or five rubber bands. So every time you drink the whatever the, the water in the water bottle and you fill it back up, you take a rubber band off. So now you don't have you only have four or more of these to drink throughout the day. And then you fill it up again, you take one more rubber band off. Now you only need to do three more, right? So it's a little game that you can play with yourself, a little mind trick that you can play with yourself to, um, to make sure you get enough water in and you're able to calculate it because otherwise that same little bottle of water that you have all day will be still only three, maybe three fourths full full of water because you only drank a quarter of it and you think because you carried it around with you all day long that you've been drinking water we already know that that's not the case the other thing is to when you're when you are in the process of you know a lot of times we have our different areas of our challenge areas right so some people it's eating late at night some people it's not eating breakfast in the morning some people it's not only eating one meal a day and as opposed to eating several meals throughout the day to keep your blood sugar level constant so you don't have cravings right so it's important for you to know what that is and set yourself up for success so I know that I typically 
am an emotional eater when I'm sleepy. If I'm sleepy and tired, then I'm craving anything to try to keep me awake. It's usually bad things. And so I know I have to either do one or two things. I need to go to bed and stop trying to stay up because I'm sleepy and I need to go to sleep. Or I really just grab my water bottle. Hot water is a really great way to kind of calm my my cravings like if I'm really sleepy so hot water or even my water bottle put some rubber bands on it the other thing that I do is I brush my teeth when I if I brush my teeth I'm not trying to eat immediately afterwards because the taste is going to be bad so that's another little mind trick if you're wanting to get through a period of time where you're kind of having these cravings brush your teeth and that may help you to make it through to your either going to bed or to your next meal number five is make your moments count this has to do with just your overall experience in life one of the things that i'm committed to doing is choosing joy i really make an effort to be joyful and happy every day. And so I make my moments count. So what does that mean? I do not have drama in my life. I do not associate myself with people who are very high drama. I run away from those kind of people. The the people closest to me are not high drama people at all. They are very they're emotionally secure, they're emotionally mature. I don't do drama. I stopped doing drama probably at 30. 35 years old because I just don't have the the I don't have the capacity for it nor do I want to deal with it it's very very draining and so I don't do drama I and then the other thing as far as making your moments count cultivate close friendships cultivate your relationships spend time with them get to know the person what what matters to them why is it important be present listen to what they're saying don't be on your phone don't be distracted but spend time getting to know them cultivate the depth of the relationship because it's important and it matters and so when you are when you make your moments count they it brings joy to your life when you make your relationships a priority and they're important and you handpick those people who are closest to you, then you're going to really cultivate and create a very rich life. Then um, when in these making your moments count in developing and cultivating amazing relationships, I want you to really start practicing forgiveness, apologize often get the there's no room for pride really keep pride away keep pride out of your relationships keep pride out of your amazing moments that you're trying to create because you cannot have an amazing moment when pride is present you cannot have an amazing moment when pride is present that's a good one so pride i've seen as of late i've seen so much pride ruin people's lives, ruin people's relationships, really decade long relationships being ruined because of pride, because somebody would rather be right over being reconciled. They would rather be right and be prideful by themselves without the relationship than apologize and say, sorry. It just makes me so sad. Like why it's, is it really that deep? 
No, it's not. And the thing is, is that pride never sees itself. So they don't even realize that it's pride that is preventing them from being happy. They're blaming other people. They're pointing the finger at other people. And they're not even looking at themselves as part of the problem or the issue. So pride, there's no room for pride when it comes to really wanting to create amazing moments in your life. And the last one is be kind be kind. I was thinking the other day, you know, about being a mom of boys. This is to all my my moms out there. Please raise gentlemen. Please. There's been, I feel, several generations of men who don't know how to be gentlemen. You know, my dad, who is a baby boomer, that generation definite baby boomer. I mean, definite gentlemen, they open the door, they get up for you to sit down, they, you know, but now there's several generations where men will try to run you over to get through the door first, they don't hold the door open for you when you're, you know, right behind them. And it's just a a total unawareness, there's no awareness at all. And so if you're a mom of boys, please raise gentlemen. That's a side note. So number six, be kind. No one likes mean people. I feel like mean people need to stay in the house. Like they need to be by themselves and not come outside because, you know, you know, mean people, right? You know, like people who are in customer service, um, in the customer service industry where they have to deal with people, you can totally tell when they're having a bad day, when they hate their job. I'm like, why are you here? I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. Mean people are are mean because they're unhappy and they are filled with pride usually. But it's just like, wow, don't be mean. Be kind to people. Be kind to others. Be, be Have an awareness of your surroundings and of your issues to not project them or portray them or yeah, project them on other people. If you're having a bad day, don't say anything. (laughs) Stay home, go home until you get yourself together. But don't take it out on other people. And I think even in marriages, even in relationships, we take things out on the people closest to us and they don't deserve that. We take things out on our kids and they don't deserve that. You've got to be mature enough to know your areas of struggle or areas of your flaws that you want to get better in and be, be bold enough, be courageous enough to, to be honest with yourself and say, you know what, I need, I'm having a really tough time and get the help and the support that you need or have a conversation with yourself or or journal or talk to somebody closest to you and give them the the space and the the freedom to really speak into your life so they can tell you the truth about yourself because again pride doesn't see itself so if you're dealing with pride or if you know you're a prideful person or people have told you you're selfish that selfishness is pride and you know if you don't if you're always blaming other people when when somebody tries to correct you or there's something critic there's some level of criticism that has been that you feel somebody's criticizing you and you are um, combating it or being very defensive with an excuse. That's pride, as opposed to really being self aware to say, huh, I wonder why this person thinks I'm selfish. 
let me ask them, you know, what is, what is it that I did that makes you feel that I'm selfish and learn from it, grow from it. Don't try to ignore it and make excuses for it or be defensive about it because you're never going to get better if you don't just just be honest with yourself. And I think if we as a society could really learn to be more honest with ourselves I, and really be committed to becoming a better version of ourselves by being honest with ourselves and, and soliciting the support or the encouragement or the accountability that we need in order to take the action steps to get better, our world would be a whole different thing. It would look so differently than it does now. And so I just was encouraged to talk to you from a a different lens. I wear many hats, but um, just to talk to you from my health educator lens today and encourage you and give you permission to put yourself first because I know there are times that I have to remind myself to put myself first, that I have to remind my family that mommy needs this time or hubby, I need this time or, you know, I need my space right now. I'll be back in an hour or whatever it is. And just I think putting yourself first also means communicating it, communicating it to the people that you love that, you know, I cannot support you in this because I just don't have the space for it. I don't have the time for it. I'd love to be able to help you or I'd love to be able to come to your event, but I can't because it's just too much. I'm doing, I'm managing too much right now. It's just really bad timing, but know that I love you and it doesn't mean that I, that I don't love you because I can't come. But really speaking honestly and speaking your truth, communication solves so much offense. If you can, can communicate your heart to people, they, it really does ward off offense because a lot of times people think, oh, well, they know, they know that I love them. They know I care. And of course they probably do, but they may be very offended if they invited you to something that they really wanted you to be at and you didn't communicate that you just didn't have the bandwidth to go. And now you've got an, a secret offense that's creeped in without you communicating. So communication is a really important piece of putting yourself first. And so if you've never put yourself first in your life or in your relationships, I'm really, I'm wanting to really just give you a charge to put yourself first the next 30 days. I want you to schedule your me time If you're one of those people who have a planner and you um, are really good with time management, plan in your me time. What does your me time look like? Is it just reading a magazine, sitting on your bed or your couch or in your car, whatever it is? Give yourself me time. Is it your yoga class? Is it going to the library? Is it going to a movie or watching TV show? What is your me time? And do it. Don't apologize for it. Don't make excuses for it. Just take it. Take it for yourself. Be schedule it in, communicate to all the parties involved what it is that you're doing for the next 30 days. You're and then I I really do believe that they will support you in it. Hey mom, did you take your me time today? Hey, honey, did you take your me time today? Oh, no, no, I forgot. Okay, great. Well, I got the kids or I got dinner. Go take your me time. 
it, it really makes a huge difference in your own confidence, your own self-esteem when you put yourself first. So I wanted to you to know that uh, I, I believe that you're a priority. I believe that you deserve the, the time and the you deserve to put yourself first and the time that it that it takes the prioritizing that it takes to take care of your health to take care of your heart to take care of your body because the people in your life they need you and they need you whole and healthy thank you so much for joining Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.